Welcome to Ask Andy featuring Andrew Redleaf. Ask Andy is sponsored by Park State Bank. Visit www.parkstatebank.com for all your banking needs. So today I'm going to talk about the commercial real estate market and the office segment of that in particular. This is a subject on which I am by no means an expert, but I've been involved as a tenant in multiple lease negotiations, and I've certainly been a casual observer and a semi-informed layperson. Now, as of 2021, NARIT, the National Association of Real Estate Investment Trusts, I want to say, pegged the uh, office market at 11 million square feet, which they valued at something like $270 a foot, so a $3 trillion market. Now, I would make a couple of observations that I think are very widely held and can be asserted with a fair degree of confidence. Certainly, 100% COVID people working from home at the peak office traffic, you know, down something, you know, I don't know, 60, 70, 80%. And now, in terms of traffic, depending on the market and so on and so forth, something like 50 to 60% of where it was pre-COVID. And with that, rising vacancy rates, and it's certain almost every tenant is currently leasing more space than they want or need or are likely to renew. We don't know what you know kind of the stabilized vacancy rate would be, and we also don't know for sure how landlords respond to, say, a stabilized vacancy rate of 20 to 30 percent. My conjecture would be that at 70 percent occupancy, landlords pretty much hold the line on rents, but at 50, lots of highly concessionary deals would get done. And that sort of conjecture is based on personal experience and also uh, a comment I heard uh, attributed to uh, Sam Zell, who is in fact an expert on commercial real estate, which is to say that people are less price sensitive than you might think. Deals are not one uh, primarily on rent as long as rent is arguably within the market. All that said, stable rates, a 20 to 30 percent vacancy rate, and short rates in the five-ish range, first mortgage rates, you know, for commercial properties being somewhere in the sevens, pretty much all of the equity in the office market is gone. And across the uh, 11 million square feet, $270 a square foot is not current market. It wouldn't even be 200. Now, how does the excess capacity uh, get eliminated and over what time frame? Here, there's pretty strong consensus, which while I'm a little uncomfortable, agreeing with such a strong consensus. I do, in fact. The consensus is that uh, B and C properties throughout the country are in real trouble, that a baseline will be formed in terms of the amenities that a building requires, 
and the overwhelming majority of B and C type properties could not be retrofitted in a uh, cost-effective way. Another thing people talk a lot about is uh, conversions, mostly to residential, and some of this will happen. Uh, you are seeing a handful of projects in which it's being done. Again, not that many buildings would be suitable, and in all cases, the conversion is difficult and, in fact, somewhat speculative. So there won't be a major transformation from office to other use, which leads you with vacancies rates you know, higher than they've been pretty much for a generation and it being secular, though it's my thought that this doesn't lead to you know, sort of zero net rents or a lot of price cutting by landlords get. And this is something that you, know, you can't say with a uh, huge degree of confidence, but it would be my baseline case that rents kind of hold even in the face of what would be historically quite elevated vacancy rates. The next thing I would comment on is I don't see cascade, waterfall, catastrophic kind of consequences from what is a trillion dollars of equity disappearing. First of all, you know, at this point, it really is a trillion here and a trillion there before you start talking about real money. And we've seen multiples of that disappear across other financial markets. Uh, there's also quite a bit of diversity among uh, the various participants in the market, and there's just not the visibility and the emotional punch that are thrown by equity markets or residential markets for that matters. It barely, you know, sort of makes the news when even a uh, nice sort of recognizable building changes hands from an equity sponsor to mortgage holder to a new equity sponsor. And in Minneapolis, I'm familiar with uh, four or five good-sized, newer, even Class A kind of buildings that have been surrendered to lenders. And it makes the business section of the local paper, but nobody cares in the way that a stock market decline or the bursting of the housing bubble, or any one of a number of recent experiences uh, do. That said, commercial real estate, of which the office portion is 15 or 20%, makes up a meaningful portion of the collateral behind uh, mid-sized bank lending. There will be loan losses flowing through to commercial banks, none of which do I think threaten the solvency, or at least not on a uh, wholesale systemic level, the solvency of the banks or the banking system, but still loan losses both limit the amount of money available for lending and have a tendency to increase uh, caution and dampen animal spirits. Net-net, you have to say that the destruction of a trillion dollars of equity here, in fact, will have a somewhat depressing effect on the broader economy. Again, you know, not 
in any way a great financial crisis. Two, probably not even the, the 2000 tech wreck, but something that could be kind of gleaned with a sharp pencil from the economic statistics that come forth. One of the reasons I wanted to talk a little bit about this is this sort of secular change is not something that you see every day or even every decade. So I think that it's interesting. In some other fora, I've talked or written about certain portions of the commercial real estate debt market. In particular, we've been looking for what we think are strong credits in what's called the single asset, single borrower segment. And uh, we continue to think that you know, there's a trade between you know, isolated single name credits and sort of generic conduit CMBX product. While I don't know that I'm supposed to mention the name, you know, in previous podcasts, I've talked about a Blackstone Mortgage Trust as an interesting security. And notwithstanding my thoughts on the general stress within the market, I think for a specialty lender, such as I believe they are with great market access and great deal flow, I continue to think it's a good environment for them. Two major office REITs, Vernado and SL Green, are both down, you know, kind of 50 plus percent, though I don't find them interesting at all from a long, um, long perspective. Uh, uh, SL Green in particular has an enterprise value of uh, 20 plus times its EBITDA. So reversing a net 5% cap rate with a lot of debt, I think that valuation is very likely unsustainable. So to conclude and summarize, office market, formerly a $3 trillion market, the equity in the market overall is gone, wiped out, eliminated, but very, 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 if any, limited kind of uh, spillover effects into the broader economy or the broader financial system. As always, I welcome comments, um, questions, uh, suggestions for other things people might be interested in hearing me make stuff up on if I don't know anything about them. Uh, So once again, thank you. Thank you for listening to Ask Andy. If you would like to submit a question, please email askandypodcast at gmail.com. Ask Andy is sponsored by Park State Bank. Visit www.parkstatebank.com for all your banking needs.